the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on the old podcast, we're going to be talking about mm, snoring, dimmer switches, and round robins. Now, if you like that, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. There will be more chat, I promise you that, and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling the Saturday lunchtime vibes, Bush? I sure am, honey pie. <laughs> oh, hello, Bush. Hey, how you doing? Really well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Me, you and producer Louise are all wearing black jumpers. We look like a mime troupe, don't we? we? Listen, that's very, very good. What would we call ourselves? Uh, uh, André et les mimes. Yeah, that's good. André et les mimes. Et les mimes. We, might, we might call ourselves Left Bank. <laughs> Left and have, Bank. And have little sort of black berets. We sound like a paramilitary organisation. <laughs> <laughs> With the berets, it doesn't help, does it? <laughs> Oh, do you know what? I do feel sorry for those people that spray themselves silver and stand, you know, outside museums and tourist attractions. If you had to do a bit of street stuff, what would it be? You wouldn't do, you wouldn't do stand still. Well, you see, I'm going to say Yoda because I know where to get a Yoda mask. I've seen how it's done. I know, gang. I don't want to, in case anyone's listening that doesn't know how it's done, I don't want to rip away the magic of the trick, but I do know how it's done. You mean... The, the, and it's cheap. Are you part of the magic circle? Is it like a, is that what this is? I might be. This is unbelievable. All I will say with the hovering Yoda, I saw a very lazy hovering Yoda not long ago who left his post, quite literally his post, uh, so that everyone could see how it was done. And you just think, mate, no one's going to give you a quid after that. Yeah, you've just given it away now. You've abandoned your post. Yes. I I like them when they've made an effort with the outfits, but if they wear like a mask that you can buy in any fancy dress shop, I just think, nah, I'm not giving you my money. Anyone can do that. It's yeah. just a mask, plastic mask, isn't it? I saw two very good ones in Rome, actually, mm-hmm. and they were a sort of double act hovering thing. <laughs> they'd made it look that they had no heads. Yeah. So that they, their costume, the collar of the costume went up very tall over their head. Yeah. And then they had suspended glasses. So it was an empty space with suspended glasses. I gave them a couple of euros. I thought that was very strong. That is pretty good. How on earth you make suspended glasses like that? Exactly, How do they do Bush. this? Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, can I go back to something I've mentioned on the show before? And it still stays with me to this day because I was so impressed by it. I saw a bloke playing a saw, like a musical instrument, in Bath City Centre. That, that went very deep, didn't it? It really did stay with me. Yeah. I was looking at him in the crowd thinking, do you know what, someday that could be me. All I need is a saw and know how he does it. What was he... How, so, what noise was created and how exactly? It was like, have you ever seen that instrument called... Is it a pheromon? Pheromon? Yes. It was like that. He used a bow from a cello and then he bent the saw over as like a curve. Yeah. And then he played the saw a bit like, you know, the, the, the straight edge of the saw, a bit like you would do a cello and it was going like... It was so haunting. Well, so he, he played the straight edge of the saw. That's yeah. That's bizarre. I suppose if he played the serrated edge, the uh, bow wouldn't last that long. He'd be going through bows left, right and centre. Wouldn't he? He probably learned the hard way. It, 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 it was a sort of an ethereal... Yes. Was it? If, if ghosts could sing, that would be the song that they would sing, Mel. Wow. That's haunting, isn't it? Have you ever busked? Never busked. Oh, it's too scary. Really, really scary. I forced my children to busk once. Oh, did you? Yeah, just put them outside. In a kind of like, what were they playing? What were they doing? They were really bugging me. <laughs> and I remember just foisting some instruments on them and a little hat and saying, oh. make some money and then come back in. 
It's a very, very quiet suburban street that we live in. I think they've got about 2p. Victorian mum. It was raining. <laughs> but I tell you what, the kids are very, very good on a car boot sale stall. Yes. They get loads of people going, oh, oh. and you sell loads. So little tip this weekend, if you're going down a car boot sale, borrow a friend's kid if you haven't got any. Absolutely. Double your money, double your money. They've got to be manning the stall. They've got to be in total charge. Don't be hovering. Let them do it on their own. (laughs) Mazeballs. Oh, rousing, rousing stuff. I feel a foot taller listening to that song. I'd love to be a foot taller, wouldn't you? That'd be great. Maybe not a foot taller, actually, but maybe like three inches taller. How tall are you, Bush? I think I'm just above six foot. So you could, what would you like to be? I don't know, because you get like basketball player tall then, don't you, as well? How tall's your husband? He's six. Six, six. Is that too tall? Well, he's nah, not too tall, because you married him. But you know what I mean? Great. Yeah, I love it. Maybe I'll love go it. six, four. Six, four. I don't six, wanna, four, yeah. I don't want to get in on Benny's turf there, do you know no, what I mean? No, so. no, that's cool. That's fine. I'd like to go five, nine. Would you? Yeah. I'm, I'm a very dull five, five and a half. I'd like to go five, nine. What's too tall for a girl? Is it too tall? Oh, I love a tall girl. Yeah. I mean, six six would be could be Pretty interesting. Tall. Yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> now come along. Oh, we know what that signifies. It's our ledger of legends. Now this is when. Okay, if you've only just joined us, every week we nominate something in life that maybe doesn't get its praises sung quite loudly, melodiously enough. Uh, you know, the little things, isn't it, Bush? Yeah, and we, we had a lovely email during the week, and I, I do apologise, I can't remember his name, but there's a little lad, a little boy, who's made his own Ledger of Legends. Aww. And it's good, because it means, like, sometimes as a kid you don't appreciate things, so this is making him appreciate stuff in life. And he puts something in every week, like we do. Along with the show, good lads. Amazing. Good now, I've him. got a cracker. Uh, not actually a cracker. Uh, but, oh, sorry, that was appalling, I do apologise. <laughs> I've got a cracker for this week's uh, Ledger of Ledge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Forget spending money on facial surgery, nipping, tucking, accoutrements, very overpriced creams. Yeah. Some of which contain things like gold, apparently. Really? Yes, mate. I saw a cream in the shop that contains gold. Putting gold on your face? Forget all that. Yeah. A dimmer switch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting that in the ledger of ledge today. As you know, we are going to be on the move soon. Yeah. And we're talking a lot about light switches at the moment. And I suddenly thought, thank goodness for the dimmer switch. In the full light of day in the bathroom, I look, you know, pretty worn. (laughs) Pretty worn. With the dimmer, I'm Rita Hayworth. Hey, do you know what? Sometimes you can go into certain changing rooms (gasps) in department stores and you can change your own backlighting to make yourself look good. Stop it. You can. Right, I'm going to write it down. Dimmer switch. Sorry, my writing is particularly bad today. There you go, Bushy. Perfect. Uh, do the honours, please, and draw the uh, draw what you need to. Good. Come on. Podcasting canister time, Mel. And now it's time for podcasts. Oh, hello. You, uh, you, you're instrumentalising with everything that you touch. Do you know what, I think I would be quite good. What is that musical where they smack <sighs> bin lids? Stomp. Stomp. It's amazing. Is it good? It's so good. Why oh, can I be good in stomp? Oh, stomp is brilliant. They do a thing with them um, Zippo lighters. There are ten of them in a row on the stage, and they all do a with Zippos. Really? It's extraordinary. But they're all kind of like really good like looking athletes and stuff. Do you reckon there'd be room for like a specky guy with a beard? Come on, Bushy. Come on, here we go. Come on, man. Here's a question from the podcasting tin, Mel, you for you. You have got a beard. What are you talking about, beard? I can't find my electric razor. 
and I'm getting a white Santa Claus Christmas esque statesman like, mate. Do you reckon? Statesman like, yeah. Salt and peppering of the beard. Yeah, I love a salt and peppery beard. Speaking of Christmas, have you ever sent a Christmas round robin? <gasps> no, but we would love to. You know the round robin, the no. concept. So we get one, we get one from these people that we know every year. Yeah. It's when. Uh, you write down what's been happening in your life over the year and you send the same piece of paper around to everyone, they can get extremely smug. <laughs> We're obsessed with the round robin. So this, this, these particular people, it's always like... Well, uh, we're very pleased to say that um, I'm going to I'm going to change the names, but uh, Leslie uh, excels uh, in her GCSEs, and uh, you know the extension really is uh, it's all that it's basically a massive big bugling your own uh, achievements. Yes, I've never heard of this before in my oh, entire life. Oh, Bush, it's 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 a joy when you get a round robin through the post. How do I get involved in a round robin? How do I cut in on a round robin? I think your mates are probably A, younger than our mates and B, much cooler. <laughs> They're ne- never too cool to start a round robin. Shall I just start one? Yeah. What do I oh, need to do? Well, I always thought it could be quite fun to send a fake round robin yeah. with really, really bad things. Terrible things Terrible that happened. <laughs> and of course, uh, Jeremy fell into a pit of doom yes. and Hazel's hair caught fire. <laughs> These aren't very believable. You make them more believable, definitely. But yeah, that's the round robin concept. I mean, I'm praying that these particular people will come good again this year because it, it's a highlight when it comes through and plops on the mat. Oh. I just, I love that. That was a good exhale, that, wasn't it? How long do you think you can exhale for in one go? Oh, no, don't, Bush, don't. Time it, ready? Don't I've got set my me a dare. Don't set me, because I know I'll have to inhale first and it'll take ages. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've got the timer ready. Okay. I need to... Hang on, I need to straddle slightly. Okay. Go. This is great radio. This is great radio. Five seconds. Ten seconds. Your radio's still tuned in. This isn't weird white noise. It's me exhaling. 18 seconds. That's not as good as I can normally do. That is really, I think that's pretty good. It's pretty handy. Thanks very much, Bush. Not a problem. Oh, hello there. Oh, oh, oh yes, it is Bush's red letter. <laughs> hey, Bush, what day is it? Well, would you believe it? You just mentioned earlier on it's November 25th. It certainly is, my friend. Today is International Shopping Reminder Day. Because we're about a month from Christmas, the big yeah, day. It's yeah, a yeah. day uh, in an international sense, just to remind people to get your Christmas shopping done now and don't leave it to the last minute. Have you got mine yet, Bush? Yes. Have you? No. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could get away with it. But I'm going to get. I will get presents for you and Louise. Yeah, we Louise did last year. We did last. I'll year. get them sorted out. Well, it's, shop, it's it's shopping reminder day, so this is just reminding me. I've got Louise's, but I haven't got yours yet, Bush. Have you really? Yep. I've got Maloney's. It's a cracker. Oh, no, it's not actually a cracker. <laughs> well, I might put it in a cracker. So, right, give me some factuality. I've got three facts about shopping. Oh, lovely. Here we go. Researchers have proven that 50% off signs leads to increased sales, even if the shoppers don't know what the original price was. Wow. It's a psychological thing. Fact number two. I like that, yeah. Retail researchers note a butt brush effect. Okay, apparently, which means when a shopper's personal space is invaded, they are more likely to leave the shop. 
Yes. If you brush my butt, I'm out of here. Oh, my goodness. I cannot bear. I don't even like someone to come up and say good morning to me. That's someone awful. Left to just get on with it yourself. Yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I can't bear it when you don't get any eye contact when yeah. you go up to the till. Yeah. Can't bear that. That's no good. But I don't want over-friendly. Yes, exactly. You yeah. don't need personal shopper experience with this. Good. And final fact is this. Because red stimulates spending, oh. retailers purposely weave red into their advertising displays. I never really thought about it. If you look at whenever it says sale, it's always in red. Why? Isn't that weird though? But sale always is in red. It's always in red. It is weirdness. They're very, very, very strong shopping facts, Bush. And for that, I thank you. And I thank you. Uh, uh, I'm trying to get Kenny's line. It's quite hard, isn't it? Dolly, Dolly's line on this is very strong. Mm. Trying to get Kenny's is harder, isn't it? Kenny's is kind of like. I think that's exactly what he says. I'm not going to lie, mate. Maloney is choking visibly on her hot beverage. That was that for me was some sort of Celtic performance in a in a pub somewhere. But if you do the slightly higher bit, look at like Clanad. Do you remember Clanad? Oh, oh Clanad. Robin, Robin, the hooded man. So good. Oh, 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 Whatever happened to Clanad? I don't know. I think they, they absolutely made it big with Robin of Sherwood and then the follow-up album just didn't really have any traction. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, Bush, uh, how's your week been? Well, thank you for asking. My week has been a lack of sleep. It's been a lack of oh. sleep week. Oh. Do you know what, right? Oh, I don't like that. I'm going to come out and say it. I've got terrible at snoring. In the past, I would say past 12 months, oh. my other half, Katie's getting really annoyed with me. And all I do, and this is for any other fellow snorers, yeah. you, you never know what's going on. You don't know, you're not aware sure. of your snoring. Sure. Yeah. You're just in the night, just constantly getting punched by your other half, <laughs> and shoved and digged. I'm like, what, why, what are you doing to me? Why do you keep kicking Where me? Where does she punch you? Uh, in the ribs, yeah. side of the chops, mm-hmm. a couple of times. Face. A bit of face yeah. punching. <laughs> yeah. face. Like loving punching, little, little rabbit yeah. punches, but still... Just trying to wake me and up. And does she say anything as she does that, or is it just... She goes, punch. shh, punch. Mm. Or sometimes she goes, punch, and then goes, shh. I've got to say, I'm I'm afraid I'm with Katie on this. I also share my bed with a fairly major snorer. <laughs> I've tried everything. How long has this been going? Has he always Years. snored? Years. Has he always been and snoring? And like you, there's nothing on him. He's lean cuisine, man. I always thought it was the larger folk. I know. But it's not that, is it? I know. It? It's all to do with your flaps. You have these laryngeal, larynx-based, uh, the science is a bit hazy, flaps. Yeah. And they might need to be cauterised, clipped back in some way. I don't like that hand movement that you were doing when you were cauterising the flaps there. That was like two hook fingers either side pulling them apart. You need, Something like that needs to occur. There's too much flesh there which is causing the... That's the noise I make. Isn't it? That's it. Who's the person least likely uh, to snore, do you think? Could be men or women. I would say Daniel Day-Lewis. There's no way he snores. He's a massive snorer. Is he? Yes, because he's really lean. Yeah, oh, that's probably what it is. You're absolutely right. Day-Lewis is a huge snorer. Is he terrible for it? You see, I'd say Boris Johnson doesn't snore. Even though you would look at him and think, after a couple of ports and he's nodded off in front of a crackling fire, he definitely snores. Yeah. I uh. think Corbyn's a snorer. Corbyn snores? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it a nose thing? Can you tell from someone's nose? Oh. I do have quite a big nose. Actually, my other half has quite a large conch. Maybe it is. Um, now, listen up. I have, and this worked, okay? It didn't work forever, but it worked for a good long while. 
So what do you wear pajamas? I don't wear pajamas. Oh, no. Oh, that's a shame. What were you going to do? What was your method of reducing snoring via pajamas? So what I did uh, was I got my other half's pajama top, and I sewed corks in the back of the pajama top. So that every time he laid on his back, which was the reason he snored in the first place, yeah. it was so uncomfortable that he just rolled over. It worked for about a year. That's amazing. Yeah. You get a cork, a normal, you know, wine bottle cork, and you sort of, you sew around it into the pyjama top. And would you just do one cork or you do quite a few corks? I did about six, I think. My mm. friend Kester gnaws his teeth in the night as well. And he's had to have a gum guard put in. Has he? Yes, a gum guard in bed. And Not... they're having a kid. I don't know how he has managed to do it wearing that. That's weird. That is really weird. What does he do, just put it in at night? Yeah, he goes to sleep and then he pops a plastic gum guard. Oh, that's unattractive. Isn't it? That's what my point about the baby. That is incredible. So, you know, maybe it shouldn't be too hard on myself about the snoring because it could be worse gum guard. But... I, w- I would say your options are these. I'm going to lay them out in front of your bush. Okay. Cauterize your flaps, get some pajamas, lose the bottoms, just have the top with corks sewn in. Yep. Or spare rope. Spare room. Oh, no, I don't. You're not even married yet. I don't want to say that. So my three options, as I've got two written options, down. I've two got, options. Well, I'm going to put it in, Mel. Number one, flaps. Number two, PJ's corks. Number three, spare room. Yeah. In a I nutshell. mean, spare room is sad, and also that is, you don't want to go. You know, you can't go there. End of days, that in it. That's that's Downton Abbey. <laughs> you know, separate bedrooms, isn't it? <laughs> Bushy, 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 bush. Now, actually, you were talking uh, on our show this week about being on public transport and being mm. a ball to be with. Yeah. Because of your little musical, you know, making a maraca out of a sugar and, and uh, you know, a bongo out of a coffee holder. A band. I've got a band wherever I go. You're like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Thank you. But sort of 2017 version. <laughs> uh, bush. This has come out of our canister of truth. Is it okay to wake the person next to you if they're snoring on the train slash bus home? Wow. We were talking about snoring on the show as well. Now, this is weird because have you ever had it where someone's head has started to lean on your shoulder on public transport? Yes. Now, we've moved out to Leon C, so it's a little bit of a journey to get into central London. So I do a longer train trip. Sorry, where? Sorry, where's that? What's that? Oh, here we go. I don't think we I've knew moved, about that, moved to Leon C. I might not have mentioned it. Okay. Oh, Seaside. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 What are you lot like? <laughs> What are you lot like, huh? All right, I'm just proud of it. Anyway, it's a longer train trip and it yeah. means you get kind of, especially on the way home, business people, maybe they've had a couple of jars or just really tired or whatever, they end up kind of slightly snoozing on your shoulder. Yes. So I would wake someone up if they started to lean on me. I, I worry. I, yeah. It's awful and I hate Horrible. hearing myself say this, but I do worry when people lean on me because I think nits. <laughs> Never thought about nits. Never my thought my about own that. nits, will they get them? <laughs> and that's no. what they do. They jump, don't they? Jump from hair to hair. They do. They jump from their head onto the top of your head and then get in bed, which is your skin. But that's gross, isn't it? Oh, well, I'm definitely not having anyone on me now. I have a thing. So I live at the end of a tube line. So it's lovely. You get on the tube and you think, oh, I can just relax now because I live at the end of the tube line. I know I'm not going to fall asleep and thereby miss my stop because I will be at the end of the line. Yeah. Do you wake up the person that is still asleep when the tube comes to a halt at the end of the tube line. That's a good point, isn't it? I've done it in the past with quite bad results. No, this is it, because sometimes if someone's like drunky sleep, or yeah. sometimes even when people are asleep anyway, they're quite grumpy when you wake them up, aren't they? They're, they don't, they're not very thankful. Yes, it. I woke up a lady, it was a couple of months ago, who arrived at the end, the terminus, shall the we terminus, say. terminus, yeah. And she was really hacked off. <laughs> 
I thought, mate, you could have you could have gone all the way back into town if I hadn't waken you up. Exactly, you were doing you were doing her a favour. Exactly. She should have been more thankful. Exactly. Uh, it's Mel G on magic. It's time for tell Mel. Yes, you can sense the uh, slightly Anne Robinson. Uh, Tautness that's gone into my voice. You have also gone slightly South African, which is a little bit of a worry. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, oh, we're frisky. Listen, it's Tell Mel, you can ask me anything. Hi, Mel, it's Jane. My other half thinks it's rude to put salt and pepper on food before I've tasted it. But I like food to taste the way I want it to. Who's right? Jane, Jane, Jane. Words do not describe the crossness I'm feeling with you. How dare you put salt and pepper on your food? Listen, salt and pepper and chilli sauce, absolutely fine. Douse the whole thing in chilli sauce, but not salt and pepper. How dare you? Next, please. All right, Mel, it's Darren. On average, what is the maximum amount of days it's okay to wear the same pair of pants? I'm asking for a friend, really. Six, Darren. Six. Simple. There we go. Upsies, downsies, turn them inside outies. Six is absolutely fine. Next. Hey Mel, it's Liz. I'm pretty sure next door feeding our cat Henry, making him get really fat. What do I do, Mel? Put him on a diet, Liz. Take control of the situation, my dear. You sound like you're a little bit airy-fairy and I worry about you. Put him on a very, very strict diet of dried goods. I did that with my brother's cat, Buzz. Lost a stone. Went mad. Broke into the fridge. Ate cucumbers. Anyway, good luck, Liz. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hear more kind of left field, crazy stuff like that every Saturday lunchtime from one very much on magic. The Mel Gedroid Podcast. <laughs>